turn to page 394 of your books. We're about to get started with the College Drop-In Podcast brought to you by Roanoke College. My name's Ben Bentley, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host and colleague, Case Van Hastren. Case, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good, Ben. Uh, we managed to get back for a uh, second episode. Did not Career think we'd get this episode far. number two. We're doing all right so far. <laughs> so what, far, so good. What do you think we make it to? Probably like three or four before our bosses tell us to stop. Uh, I think three or four, uh, but you know, at least in this case, the sequel will be better than the original. I, I certainly hope so. Um, so, what what are we going to talk about today? One of the big things that we mentioned in the first episode was how everything is changing. Um, the main subject we're going to touch on today, after we just talk about a lot of the different changes going on in admissions, uh, is going to be test optional. Uh, what school, you know, what it is, kind of a little bit of the history, but it's a thing, it's a question that I've gotten asked a lot by rising seniors um, and even rising juniors. Uh, and I'm sure that you've gotten that question a lot as well um, from students. So it's kind of one of the biggest subjects and it's something that a lot of schools are having to grapple with right now. Um, yeah, I think uh, what we're going to do with it is uh, I think we're going to split it up into what test optional is like in a normal year and what test optional is like in a COVID year in two separate sections. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to start by talking about what test optional normally looks like, and then we'll dive into uh, the nitty gritty of what schools have been changing and how uh, over the past couple of months to adapt to the fact that SAT keeps canceling dates. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot has changed over the past couple of months. Um, we, we haven't been able to bring students to campus and tell them all of this stuff in person. Um, we haven't been able to go to college fairs and do that yeah. stuff in person. Although you did a virtual college fair recently, didn't you? Yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, it was, I mean, you know, got to talk with a bunch of different students and, and actually some of the uh, college counselors from a couple of the schools that were sponsoring it. Uh, but it was a really cool experience and, you know, kind of showing how people are shifting to, you know, the new norm, uh, but still being able to connect us with people and bridge that gap that we talked about uh, in the last episode. What is test optional? I think that's kind of probably the important place to start. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, test optional is it's your test scores aren't required to be submitted with your application. So you get to choose if it's going to play a factor when colleges review your application. Uh, not every school is test optional, and there's some different thoughts on test optional in a normal year. Uh, you know, is there a negative stigma to it? You know, how will it affect my applications? Will I still get money? Because merit scholarships are a big thing for a lot of students. Um, and, you know, will the test scores or, or lack thereof play a role in, in that scholarship um, during a normal year? Uh, you know, one thing... Uh, I was just going to say shameless plug, you know, some institutions have been test optional for a while. Roanoke College went test optional about three years ago. Um, so, you know, some schools make it in a conscious effort you know, for the students, but there's some negative connotations with why schools go test optional. I think we're going to touch on that in a minute. But what were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Every school reviews test optional differently in the same mm -hmm. way that every school reviews um, applications with test scores differently. Uh, so very Roanoke, Roanoke College is going to be different from Harvard is going to be different from 
uh, your local community college and is going to be different from every other school in between. Um, and that's especially true on the test optional. So what, what you're doing when you're saying, I'm not going to submit my test scores, is you are giving us one fewer element to look at while we are reviewing your application. So that means every other aspect of your application in a holistic review process is going to be a little bit more in depth. Some schools say uh, you probably shouldn't apply test optional if you are below X GPA and that GPA is going to be a little bit higher than what your GPA might be able to do if you were submitting test scores. And that's something to take it note of is everyone reviews it differently, but in every scenario, that's going to mean that something is scrutinized a little bit more. And that's normally going to be your GPA or your essay or your resume or something of that nature. The rigor of the courses uh, that you've been taking in high school is another the rigor of the courses is an excellent point. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you already touched on this uh, very briefly is merit scholarship still available for students who apply test optional? In most cases, from what I've seen, it is. Um, obviously, as you just said, every single school reviews things, you know, reviews applications differently. So they're going to touch on, you know, merit scholarships differently. You know, some schools, you automatically get reviewed for merit scholarship when you get accepted. Other schools, you have to apply for their merit scholarships. Um, so it's going to be different, but from what I've seen and, and colleagues I've spoken to, most students will still get considered for merit-based scholarships, uh, mostly based off of their GPAs. Yeah, um, the, the couple of places I've worked at that have uh, been test optional have based that merit-based scholarship entirely off of the GPA, um, as opposed to uh, both the GPA and SAT score. Uh, so that's uh, really important. Uh, but I think it's also probably important to note that colleges kind of assume that if you are submitting test optional, your test scores are in a range that wouldn't necessarily be as appealing. So those test scores might not necessarily, or those merit scholarships might not necessarily be as high as you might have gotten with test scores. Uh, so that's that's something to bear in mind, and that's something to ask your specific admissions counselor about, uh, because I, I had this one girl a few years back. Uh, she was 4.0 and above student, had like a 1350 on the SATs, and she was sitting across from me telling me, I want to go test optional because I don't think I did as well on the SATs as I could have done. And I'm sitting there screaming, you're going to cost yourself $5,000 in merit-based scholarship, and I'm going to accept you either way. I mean, I didn't tell her I was going to accept her either way, <laughs> but I was telling her that she could be costing herself some pretty significant scholarship money by not submitting those test scores, which were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, which bleeds into a, a great point of, what is a good test score? Because I know when I was going through the college search, you know, a lot of the people that I was talking to that it, if it wasn't above a, a 1250, it wasn't good. Um, but, you know, I think 
schools, a lot of schools post their averages when they post, you know, test scores. And one thing I'm pretty sure we're going to say SAT a million more times than we're going to say ACT. We, we know the ACT is there. Uh, for some reason, we just always default to SAT. I think that's a regional thing. I grew up in an area that was very SAT heavy up in Maine. You grew up in an SAT heavy area in Western Virginia. We didn't grow up in the Midwest where ACT is popular. No, but I work with the Midwest students. So conscious effort for my students to say ACT a couple times as well. (laughs) Um, But as I was saying, it brings up the point of what is a good score. And you touched on it perfectly saying, talk to your admissions counselor about it. Because, you know, and looking at the averages, you know, if your test score is on or above the average of that school, send it in. And if you've taken it multiple times, send in all of them because super scoring is a phenomenal tool. A lot of schools super score for acceptance and for merit-based scholarship. Uh, Super scoring is taking the best elements of each section of the test and you know, if it was taken at different times and putting them together and giving you the best possible score on paper. I, I completely agree. If you have a score that's better than the average score for that school, send in your scores. Don't even blink an eye at it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, even if you're just below the average, um, we'll uh, send it in. So Roanoke's average is about an 1160, 1170, somewhere in that range. If you're an 1100, or even like a 1080, 1090, you shouldn't really be thinking all that much about it. But again, that's another point where you ask your admissions counselor in a very specific way uh, for whichever college you're applying to or whichever uh, college you're talking to. This, this is my exact scenario. Can you tell yeah. me if my SATs will improve my chances of getting accepted? or hurt my chances of getting accepted? And um, will it improve my merit-based scholarship or will it hurt my merit-based scholarship? You really need to balance those two things and make sure that you're getting the most beneficial option in both scenarios. Yeah. So my question is, I think you may have touched on it earlier, the negative stigma. Is there actually a negative stigma that surrounds test optional or test optional schools? So, yes, uh, there is. A lot of times, especially when test optional first became a thing, there's a lot of uh, articles and people talking saying, well, these schools only went test optional so they can start rejecting more people. Uh, Because, again, as you said early on, that means other aspects of your application are getting more heavily scrutinized. So, you know, there was a huge negative stigma um, around schools shifting to test optional. Obviously, we've seen a lot more schools go recently to test optional. But, and I think part of the thing, especially in the last two and a half years, has been that negative stigma on the schools going test optional kind of going away. Um, because a lot of people don't believe that the SAT or ACT can be an accurate depiction of a student as they are. Uh, I know personally, not a standardized test person. I did, I did just good enough on the SAT to get into college. Let's put it that way. Um, and, you know, the, there's other factors that play in, you know, some students need more times or have IEPs and, you know, they're not able to show how they, strong they actually are academically. So that stigma has started kind of shifting away from schools that 
were originally test optional. Um, you know, it's not a way for schools to increase their applications just so they can reject, you know, 90% of the people that apply test optional uh, anymore, um, yeah. you know, or and in the first place. I, I think that that is a great point that you brought up about um, the, the stigma that used to surround applicants of that nature. Um, yeah. And there, there were a lot of schools that said, oh, you're test optional. That means your, your scores weren't qualified. You're done. And mm -hmm. uh, you don't want that. And you're, again, you're exactly right that your SAT score is not necessarily a representation of who you are as a person. Um, I mean, my, my old boss used to tell us all the time that he scored under an 800 on his SAT. I won't name any names. And is it the one that I know? No, it is not. Um, and uh, it was that he still got into college and got a job after college and got good grades while he was in college and is now the director of admissions someplace. Um, but it means that you you need to be able to have this opportunity for those type of people who are really good students, but they walk into that testing facility and it's not going to be their day for whatever reason. Like you mentioned, if they have an IEP and require additional time, or um, maybe they just didn't get a good night's sleep the night before, or their calculator battery dies. Uh, that's yeah. a hint. Always bring backup batteries for your calculator. True. Um, so um, I think that there really has been a move away from that negative stigma that people mention, but you still have to realize that admissions counselors are going to assume that your SAT scores aren't quite up to standard, and that's why you decided to uh, go test optional, except for this year, because yes. this year... Um, I, I think Completely a different. huge amount of people aren't going to get the opportunity to take the SAT or the ACT. I'm trying to watch myself too now. Um, and uh, that is because of this coronavirus thing that has been, can it's canceled, I believe, three test SAT test dates, which are the prime times for juniors to start getting their testing done. It's, uh, it's definitely changed a lot. And I mean, we're starting to see, you know, with what College Board has been putting out, uh, specifically with the SAT on the way they're prioritizing the dates that they still have available in August and September, you know, to students that are going to graduate in 21 that haven't had SAT scores, but were signed up, you know, um, which, you know, giving people the opportunity to get those scores um, in, but, you know, it's not gonna, not everyone's going to have that opportunity. And, you know, ideally, we're going to still be able to have them take the tests at those times, but we don't know what's going to happen in a month. I mean, the college board, they're a billion dollar business, a billion dollars a year in with revenue. A B. With a B. With a um, B. And that means they're, they're going to innovate in, or try to innovate in the same way as any other business. I've heard rumors of them uh, talking about trying to find a way to be able to test from home. And um, they're, they're going to try to innovate. I, I kind of seem to think that there is going to be some way for these students to take their tests and have them in time for a mid-October deadline. 
because there are a bunch of mid-October deadlines out there and only three opportunities by mid-October to take the test. So I think they're going to really work their tail off to try to find a way to get the test out there and to take your whatever it is, $50 to take the SAT. Um, So I I think that they'll probably find a way, but in the current scenario, most students won't have taken the SAT or the ACT by application time. They certainly won't have had the opportunity to take it two or even three times before uh, that time period, like a lot of students have had the opportunities to do in the past. You know, a lot of that is, I mean, I know our office is, is kind of predicting we're going to have a bump in test optional applications, but kind of we've, what we've seen is a lot of colleges are falling into with everything going on with coronavirus. When it comes to the tests, it seems like they're falling into one of three camps. So there's test optional like us, you know, you know that we said earlier, you decide to submit the scores. You decide if it plays a role. Then there's some schools that have been coined as test flexible. What this means is you can submit the SAT or ACT, or you can submit other test scores. So AP exams from earlier in your career, IB exams from earlier, your PSAT or pre-ACT. Um, schools are taking a step to you know, become more flexible when it comes to what scores they're going to accept. And along with kind of seeing it doesn't have to be that official one from college board is what some schools are saying is you know they're saying you know hey if you have your PSAT and you can self-report it to us we will take that and we'll utilize that with application review uh, then the last group is the ones that are saying no we still want the tests um, which we'll see if they change their tune uh, coming in, in the next you know few weeks and, and months depending on what you know fall applications are starting to look like for them but you know we're seeing people move into different camps for one reason or another and um, I guess it's not really a camp but it's more of the test flexible group Um, you know school schools like uh, Swarthmore up in Pennsylvania uh, who have you know suspended the test score requirement for the next two years so you know giving those students the ability and they they will accept you know the PSAT and, and ACT so they're kind of that test flexible type of school at least for the next two years um but you know I think we'll see some long-term impacts because one question that I kind of have with all of the schools that have just now transitioned to optional or flexible is kind of my thought is, is it necessary for them or is it necessary for their students? You know, what, what is the point that brought that change about? Could they have done it last year or the year before if uh, it took them two weeks or three weeks to come up with a plan to do it for next year? Um, So I, I kind of, tend to see this as um, it's going to be a heck of a lot more beneficial for their students to make this sudden change uh, because they were just kind of holding out hope that they could keep using the SATs forever is kind of my thought. I mean, a bunch of schools have made those changes and it's not just less selective schools or stuff like that. I mean, two Ivy League schools, Harvard and Cornell, uh, both announced uh, new test optional or test flexible policies over the past month or so. And I mean, some of the most elite and selective private school, uh, small private schools in the country, like Williams and Amherst up in Massachusetts did as well. Um, So I think a lot of uh, people are starting to fall into those test optional camps. And I don't know how they transition back 
Like, how do you put that genie back in the bottle and say, hey, for the last two or three years, we accepted test optional, and now everyone's got to submit their test scores again. So that will be something that's curious to see over time. But a lot of schools are making that transition. And I think the, the schools that aren't, we might see a lot of them over the next two months or so once they've really finished working with their uh, incoming senior class, make that final announcement that we're going test optional. Yeah. So I think we should probably call it quits there unless you have any final thoughts, Ben. Any last things that you want to say? Um, I mean, not, not in regards to test optional. Uh, you know, I think kind of hitting on the highlights that we mentioned, talk to your school counselor, talk to your admissions counselor, you know, see, because you can apply test optional to some schools and send your scores into other ones. Just see what it'll be more beneficial for you to do uh, and how to apply. Um, and, you know, I know we mentioned it in the last, uh, last podcast as well, uh, but, you know, we would love to hear from you guys, uh, love to hear what your questions are, what are the big concerns for the people that are, you know, starting their search as a rising junior or, you know, someone that's about to finish your virtual learning and become a uh, senior in high school. So if you have any questions that you want us to address, uh, send them to my email. Uh, my email is bentley at roanoke.edu. Um, I hope we can use our work emails for that. I guess we should. <laughs> Probably should it's have cool. checked that, but it's too late now. Yeah, but it's, it's already out in the void. Uh, so yeah, um, bentley at roanoke.edu, like the car, no relation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Thanks for joining us today. That could really be our slogan, though: is talk to your counselor. Uh, talk to your that, counselor. That's yes. going to be something we say over and over and over again. Whether it's your high school uh, school counselor or whether it is your admissions counselor, talk to them. Keep them up to date yeah. with what you're thinking. And we, we should get a graphic that's it's like the more you know rainbow, <laughs> except it says the more you communicate uh, is a good thing. Um, well, uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. Uh, I guess liking, subscribing, and um, reviewing mm -hmm. us is a thing. And uh, yeah. remember, you can get into college. Thanks for coming. Yes, you can.